The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Andrew. Yeah, Jaylen Nye. We got rid of those folks from Calgary. Well, that was fun. It was, I, I don't know, was it? I don't we didn't know. We didn't really hear from them. No, that's okay. They're probably like, what is going on They're here? They're probably talking about us now down in Calgary. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> what, what happened there? What did they do up in Edmonton on radio? <laughs> well, in the afternoon, anyway. <laughs> um, hey, Chadville, have this to tell you about. We have another pair of Chris Hadfield tickets to give away today. He is coming to town Tuesday, April 30th, playing the Windspear. Great venue to see him at. It's going to be fantastic. A ticket don't go on sale until February 1st. Um, on the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, he is going to be talking about the history and future of exploration. Um, we have tickets, so this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it all week. Anytime, all week, that you hear Chris Hadfield singing a space oddity or space oddity. Your phone. Your phone. 4960063. We're not going to tell you when it's going to play. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all over the place. You call. You win. Easy peasy. Before we talk about, and I would assume we're going to in the next half hour, people behaving badly on airplanes. Mm. Do you want to spend uh, just a short period of time? On you? No. On, on your son? Uh, oh, I wasn't even thinking about it. I forgot about that. Oh, I was oh, going to talk sorry. politics. Oh, okay. I just, but the sun story is an interesting one too, I think. And, and, you know, especially this week, given that I think earlier in the week was like Internet Security Day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah. I tried to get my wife a card, but Hallmark didn't have one, weirdly enough. Well, I'll just tell you real quickly. So last night, Hunter texts me. Uh, we had finished watching The Bachelor together. Don't judge us. And then he went to his room and he was playing a video game with my other son down in Calgary, which they do every night, which I actually quite like. And suddenly he texts me and he said, I need you. I'm not sure what to do. So I go to his room for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, instinct, uh, I don't know, some kind of uh, built-in radar, sonar, I don't know. He went online on his phone to check his credit card balance. And as he's looking at it online, he sees a charge that he didn't make. And it's for $163. Mm. This is on his uh, ATP Financial MasterCard. So he refreshes the page just to, I, I don't know what he was yeah, thinking. Well, like just... maybe, well, maybe it'll disappear. I don't know. And when he refreshes, there's three more. <laughs> so yesterday in succession, $1,700 charged to his credit card, which by the way has a limit of $2,000. All of them, there's some weird ones. I asked him to send me a screenshot. They're all from, uh, they're, none of them are from Canada. Um, they are uh, from an internet company in Great Britain. We're not sure what it does. Uh, British Corner Shop uh, in Bristol, Great Britain. Lime Online Poppy IT. That one was $400. And then Uggs Boots in Australia for four hundred and twenty-five fifty-four. My initial reaction was Uggs are f- way overpriced. But anyway, <laughs> so $1,700 right away. And again, you know what? It just seemed like this will get sorted out. And their security team at ATB is on it. And in fact, um, sometime in the time that he was on the phone, he apparently missed a phone call from ATB's security team. Yeah. Um, so in other words, they were on it before he was mm-hmm. even on it, all within minutes, right? So I just wanted to bring it up because I know it will get sorted out, but I thought I would bring it up um, just for the sake of our listeners that, A, we talk time and time again, keep an eye on your online accounts, your mm-hmm. bank cards, your uh, debits, your credit cards. Just check on them. I personally check on them nightly. 
and find charges occasionally, usually mistakes, um, pre-auths that have not dropped off, that kind of thing. But occasionally you, Something like this you see this, right? Um, you have typically, the rule is one statement period or 30 days to report this. Different banks, different credit cards have different rules as to what happens next. So when it happened to a visa of mine, it was settled immediately by visa with one phone call. However, whatever charges had been put on my card, although they were reversed, that credit was not available on my card yeah. until the investigation mm -hmm. was over. And in that case, it was like five or six thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. In this case, they've frozen his card entirely until he talks yeah. again to the security well, team and then it, it will be replaced and we'll work it out. And, and I think I think most of us probably, I think it's fair to say that most of us have gone through something like this now and you see it with the, with the small charge, you know, the, the little fishing one to yep. see if it if it starts somewhere and the next thing you go something bigger to something bigger to something bigger. And the same, and I, same thing happened uh, years back. They called me. They called me and they said, um, have you been scuba diving in Oregon? I'm like, Oregon's the last place I'm going scuba diving. And I said, why? They said, there's a small charge been put through um, mm -hmm. at, a, at a scuba shop there. And a couple other ones now have been trying. So he says, do you have any connections to Korea? And I'm like, well, my ex-husband used to work there. And they said, it, would your ex-husband be trying... Well, I was actually I was still married at the time. Would he, would, would he be trying to buy you jewelry? in Korea right now. I'm like, not a chance. No, we wouldn't be going through this divorce <laughs> not, not, if you were. Not a chance. Yeah. But that's where they flagged it. So they have, as you say, this well, this combination right. of something they look at. That's right. And that was the other point that I just wanted to make. And again, just for the sake of our listeners, if I save you some money here, I'm, I'm glad. Um, when you get a call from your bank, because the bank will tell you that these criminals can get your card and your information yeah. a lot of different ways. It could be a hack of a database somewhere. It could be a cloning of your card somewhere. It could be a nefarious purchase that yeah. you made that, you know, the an, uh, unreputable company provided the information. But or they'll say that the thieves have algorithms where they just keep generating random credit card numbers and expiry dates until they get a hit. But the credit card companies also have algorithms and they know when a yeah. purchase doesn't make sense and they phone you, they contact you almost immediately. So take that call. I know when you see it and you go, oh, uh, somebody selling insurance or well, take the call. You can always say you don't want the insurance, but if they're phoning to say somebody's yeah. using your card, that's a call you want. Well, at Rick's, whatever that was in Rick's Jamaica, Cafe, Rick's yep. Cafe in Jamaica, a lot of the credit cards that people were using weren't going through. So right. they actually had to manually put everything in. See, I wouldn't have agreed to that. And that, to me, raises a flag. Well, yep. um, I mean, the bill was too much. We didn't have that much yeah. cash on, so we had to do it that way. But then they take down all, they write down all that information and they have it. And so we've been watching very, very closely every right. day, going back in and checking, going back in and checking to make sure that, that nothing is uh, nothing is there. Well, and thankfully, nothing has, knock on wood. So. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. The, the next generation is different than our generation because I honestly was tossing and turning all night over this. Yeah. Hunter is uh, quite calm about it. He said, oh, no, credit card companies will cover you for this. And, you know, and he's right. But I just, just the idea, to me, this is the same as coming home and finding somebody's broken into your house. I mean, for me, I have that same feeling of how are they using, how did they get his information? How did they get it? I know, I know. You know? So listen, I want to talk politics real quick. Mm. And then we'll take a break because... Well, people are on the phone here want to talk Oh, okay, sure. Stuff. We can do that. Uh, hey, John. Hi there. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Good. Just uh, kind of a similar story. It's not a credit card one, but a few years ago, a friend of ours got one of those checks in the mail. You know, if you cash this check, 
you keep so much of it, send the rest to so-and-so, mm. and it's all good, right? Well, we knew that this was kind of a scam, so we told her, do not deposit this check. She was going to do it anyway, so I phoned over to her bank, knew this person very well, worked my way right up to the manager. I told him exactly what was going on, and he told me, well, there's nothing we can do because the crime hasn't been committed. I right. said, as soon as she cashes the check, that crime has been committed. Don't let her cash the check. Anyways, it was one of the major banks here in town. They let her cash the check. All of a sudden, it was a no-good check. They popped her U.S. account. They popped her visa from that bank, and they basically blackmailed her when they had an opportunity because I was reporting it before it happened. And I thought, that's kind of cheesy. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not happy you know, with like, that story for sure. Yeah, no, like, it, yeah, it, 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 was, it was a shame, you know, because we tried to help and tried to get a stop, but they just they just wouldn't listen to it. Hmm. Oh, frustrating. Yeah. frustrating. It is frustrating. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, it's been my experience, and not with a case like that, but it's been my experience with credit cards that the banks have been very good, but I've been told they're very good the first time. Yeah. You know, um, they're, they're not as good. To yeah. Us, yeah. If you're being careless with your information yeah. and yeah. going to sites that you shouldn't yeah. be going to, there is a, a, you know, a level of patience that wears out, I think. <laughs> true enough. I, yeah. I do believe that. True enough. But just thought I'd share that, guys, with you. No, nope. appreciate John. it. Take it easy. Hey, enjoy your day. Travel Thank safe. you. You too. All right. Let's take a break here. Yeah. We'll come back and talk politics. Hey, Jalen Dye. Andrew Gross. You know I want to talk politics. I don't need a lot of time with it, but uh, still on the topic of uh, credit card fraud for mm -hmm. a moment. How about this for a story? This is, uh, this is a personal story. It's, it's from like 15 years ago. So back long before radio, long before the Ebda Comedy Festival, Carol and I ran the Laughing for Cancer Benefit. And that's where I learned all about sports memorabilia because we would do a comedy show and uh, sports auction, sports memorabilia auction, right? And what we would do, we'd, we'd hold it at a comedy club and we would auction off items. I mean, one of the items we auctioned off one year, this is not sports memorabilia, was a, uh, a Mustang Cobra, for example. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and it was autographed on the, uh, by Shelby, the designer yeah, of the yeah. Mustang. It was autographed on the uh, dash or something. And that sold for 130000 So there were some big items there. And we would sell sets of jerseys for like eighteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, right? Now, the issue with that, of course, is that people want to pay with credit cards because people don't tend to walk around with that kind of cash, right? And we didn't have the ability to screen checks. So we had talked to the credit providers for the comedy club who said, it's fine. You can put through as much as you want at a comedy club, but we're probably going to want to talk to each customer. Uh -huh. So we announced that from the stage this one year that, look, this is our eighth year. We're pretty... You know, we understand how this thing works. You know, pretty, uh, you know, comfortable with it. It's not a reflection on your credit. It has nothing to do with your standing with your credit card. But if you charge a lot, the algorithm will kick out that a $10,000 charge at a comedy club doesn't make sense. So you may be asked to go to the box office and talk to your credit card company. No problem. So Bill Robinson, who owns, uh, who owned the club, the Laugh Shop... Out in the north. I thought we were talking politics. I, we will. Oh, okay. I he, this isn't the politics. No, okay, okay. He buys something for ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah. And one of the uh, volunteers comes up to me and says, "Oh my God, the credit card company wants to talk to Bill." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. Like they'll just go through a couple of security questions. It'll be fine." And she's like, "Well, you go tell him. Like I'm going to. I'm, I'm not, not telling, telling the owner of the club." <laughs> so I went over and I, hey Bill, you know, like we said, credit card company wants to talk to you. He said, yeah, no problem. Great guy, Bill was, is. He goes to the uh, box office, takes the phone, right? Yeah, hello? Yeah, Bill Robinson. Yeah, that's right. My mother's maiden name, it's so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. How much was my statement last month? Well, it was this much. My payment, it was this much. Okay. My, my postal code, 
the, he answers like 10 questions, right? And then apparently the woman at the other end says, I'm so sorry to have to put you through all of this, um, but you know, a $10,000 charge at a comedy club. And he goes, no, I totally understand. It's no problem at all. And she goes, yeah, because you know, these comedy club owners, you can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> they're a, <laughs> yeah, they're a yeah, sketchy yeah, yeah. bunch. And he's just like, oh. He's like, you were doing so well until you got to that. Uh, politics, real quick. Just want to talk about this. Saw the article. It was study done, a survey. And I know many people, many of our listeners, many Albertans in general, a lot of people assume or think or are, are of the opinion that the UCP is going to run away with the next election. That's just a thing. I, and I know the, for you, NDP mm. and... and uh, um, let's see the party, party Alberta Party. Thanks. Uh, you know, believe or hope opposite. That's fine. I don't care what you believe. I don't care how you vote. Vote your conscience. But it was interesting because this study suggested that right now, if the election were to be held today, and the study was held by Main Street Research, the polls showed that the UCP party has a 22.9% lead over the NDP. Uh, 48% of those surveys said they would vote for the UCP if it were held that day and only 25.1% for the NDP. So mm-hmm. that would tend to uh, suggest that the opinion or most people have about how the election is going to go is accurate. Until you look at this next question. So the next question was about leadership mm-hmm. and, and what do you think of the leader? The leadership race is neck to neck. And when I, I don't mean race because nobody's running for leader. But when only asked, which leader do you approve of? The approval rating for Rachel Notley and uh, for Jason Kenney is neck and neck. They're almost identical. And that's an interesting thing because when you look now at how the NDP are announcing their candidates, they're putting it up on social media, Mm -hmm. but they're putting their picture of their candidate plus, instead of the NDP logo, Rachel Notley's picture. And I would suggest that once the uh, writ is dropped... That's strategic. It is strategic, and it's it's been done before. Now, the NDP will suggest that that's not what they're doing, that... you know, that's what they're doing. But it is what they're doing. And I think it's really smart that that, that's what they're doing. They're taking what they believe to be their greatest asset and they're putting that out in front of you. Uh And if you're wondering, has this been, you know, done before? Yeah. Ralph Klein did it. Ralph Klein did it uh, in his last election. All of his posters, all of his signage said, uh, elect Ralph Klein's team. So they also felt their leader was their strongest asset. That's what they're putting forward. So as we get closer to an election being called, we're starting to see how this is going to shape up. And basically the way the the analogy I used was, I don't think the NDP are going to let the UCP or the Alberta party decide what race they're running. The NDP will decide what race they're running. It's like being challenged to pool and say, no, I'll take in darts instead. I think the NDP are going to stress their leader as opposed to their party, and I think the UCP are probably going to stress their party as opposed to their leader. Just, uh, you know... Just, I, I think, with the way things have been going, just the way especially things have recently. Been going. Right. I mean, if, if we're looking at, what is it now? It's uh, February 1, almost, right? Um, and I did forget to mention the Liberal Party, too. Yeah, so okay, Liberal and the Liberals, there you yeah. Go, yeah. Um, you know, we're we're looking what when what is it march 18th going back uh for the throne speech speech to the throne yeah and there's uh there's talk that it was at april 16th 17th 8th somewhere like that the election could be it'll so. be four weeks after they drop yeah. the writ that could happen that could at happen that speech. day yeah it could happen that night or the next morning but it's yeah. likely to happen within 12 to 24 hours of the throne speech uh-huh. so, so it's, we, yeah, well i mean it, the battle well, lines are being let's drawn let's be real we've been in an election campaign for months already mm-hmm. um and it's going to and even you know it's going to get messy
It is. And, you know, just given uh, the UCP, uh, Jason Kenney has had some struggles with, uh, you know, the candidate some, process, yes. with well, his stories lately, stories lately or whatever. And I can see the NDP are probably stuff. going to put that front and center. Let's compare the two leaders and who do you want to have lead your province? All right, uh, your four, four o'clock news coming up. Eileen Bell has the latest news headlines on the other side. Morley Scott checks in with sports. We'll take a look at your market numbers and keep listening for Chris Hadfield singing Space Oddity when you hear it. 496-0063, you'll win tickets. Well, one of you will win tickets, two tickets to his next presentation in Edmonton. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.